Hey, I'm Mike Myers, and this is the Songwriting for Guitar podcast, which is geared to support songwriters and producers to gain confidence and turn pro. I bring on industry experts to help you improve and monetize your skills, engage better in the writing process, and build healthy habits to create a sustainable career that you love. Caffeinated, inspirational, conversational. Hey, what's up? Mike Myers here with the Songwriting for Guitar podcast, episode number 67, Dealing with Disappointment. Now, before we get into it, a huge announcement. The podcast is going live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Central over on our YouTube channel. So if you go to youtube.com slash songwriting for guitar, you're gonna see a list of guests that we have coming up and you can attend each session. We do a live Q&A afterwards. You can ask questions. This is going to be a new thing that we're doing and I am super stoked. So remember, just go to youtube.com slash songwriting for guitar so that you can be part of the conversation. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Mike, why start this year with such a heavy topic like disappointment? Why not like motivational things and that shit that you do all the time and building up? Yes, but we have to address, I think it's responsible for creatives to address disappointment, healthy ways of dealing with it. And that's why in this episode, I've got Heather Evans, who's one of our coaches here at Songwriting for Guitar. And we talk about how do you deal with this in a healthy way? Because it's inevitable. This is going to happen. You can't live in this fantasy land that you're not going to deal with disappointment. Because believe me, I have lots of stories and Heather has lots of stories, but it's how we deal with it and what we do with it that matters. So this is what this entire episode is about. So here we go, diving into episode number 67 with Heather Evans, dealing with disappointment. How are you, Mike? I am so good. good to see you. It's it's wonderful to see you, and I'm glad we're doing this. And I'm sure we're going to have more. This is the the second time of Heather Evans, but I'm sure there's going to be multiple because now you're coach and you're delivering all this good, all this good shit. That's just like well, you always Love. did, but now you're just like you're Love just helping more. everybody else. And I figure like let's talk about disappointment. <laughs> oh about- my gosh, when you said that, I was just like. Oh man, this is going to be a deep one. Get your your tissues because you might no, need them. You might cry. I'm just kidding. I, I think it's because like you know. Don't get me wrong. No. I think it's good to plan, but we have to. You have to be ready to handle Pivot. things where it's not going to necessarily work out in the nicest way. Shit's going to blow up in your face. Yeah, the things that and the plans that you made are not going to work out. It doesn't mean that you can't make it or it won't be successful. And I think this actually separates yeah. those that eventually just stop because they just don't like the feeling of the disappointment. They love the highs when everything works out, when they get the great song, when they get a placement, when they work with a new artist, but they don't like when I don't know, people are shitty, when somebody says something, when they, you know, other people totally. clearly get way more or they feel like they're getting further along and they're just like trucking or they don't feel like anything's changed it's so true and people a lot of times i see this time and time again people usually give up right before the finish line like there's a breakthrough coming but they give up right before it and they don't even realize that it's there but if they would just push a little further and a little harder and had some perseverance then 
they wouldn't quit. You know what I mean? And there's a word that comes to mind that I hear over Ooh, and over. What's the word? Grit. Ooh, the people yeah. that make it are the ones that have that grit. Did you, you read uh, Grit by Angela Duckworth? No, but I'm just, I hear it all the time. Okay. Like I, you should read that. And I, okay. and anyone listening to this or watching this, uh, she was, she is a professor and she does say, and she has a book called Grit. I think she has one of the top Ted talks right up there. with. Elizabeth I think that's Gilbert. where, I think I saw her Ted talk or something. Yeah. And that's basically what she says. What separates someone that's like gifted and good and someone that just keeps on doing the thing. It's grit. It's so true. And I and feel like people... you're, you're also a gritty person. You are a person with grit that you are. I feel, I know there's, and you can get into the scenarios where it's like, and then also too, I'm a dude. So I can't talk about like, oh, the, the industry is really tough for me as a dude. It's just like, I'm a, I'm a white guy. I, there is no, like any, any white guys that go like, things are tough right now. No, they're not. They're not. <laughs> well, I mean, they have their struggles. Like, yeah, you probably have your own individual struggles. Yeah. But it is just a teeny bit harder <laughs> for women in the music industry because we're dealing with different mind games. Like you're mm -hmm. dealing probably with certain mind games about security and wanting to provide and blah, 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 blah. You know, like the societal pressures that are put on you yeah. as a, a male, which I see that. And like, that's a valid thing but mm -hmm. then also for females there's that we have to work two times harder to get into spaces that it would be no big deal for you to get into or my husband to get into yeah. and so it's just we're battling a lot of that and talking to a lot of my female friends you know they're like man it's just hard it's brutal yeah. you know and I had a really brutal situation this last week where I was on, um, I was invited on an Instagram live with some random dude on the internet. Okay. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have done it, but I felt really pressured to do it yeah. and I did it and almost immediately regretted doing it because it was, he was very like womanizer, misogynistic and demeaning of yeah. female artists and he was basically collecting female artists on his show and he even admitted to me that he doesn't even like female artists but it's like i think it's a weird thing so i'm like i'm probably talking to a serial killer right now and i'm very like uncomfortable <laughs> that is so, so and his favorite one. things are like you know horror movies so i'm just like oh my gosh i'm dead like i've listen to enough crime podcasts that i'm yeah dead, you know <laughs> i'm just joking but you know that's something that i deal with yeah a lot in interviews and i have to smile be professional hopefully get through it without anything awkward happening and I ended up blocking this person and hoping that there's not going to be a retaliation, but there very well could be because I'm a public figure figure and he could find me anywhere on the internet. So there's like all this stuff that is just an extra layer for female artists and could give me a whole nother reason of why I don't want to do it. Yeah. But I'm not going to let that slime ball <laughs> stop me from doing what I feel like I'm supposed to do. You know what I mean? And pushing through some of those yeah. glass ceilings and some of those barriers where 
I think it's going to be really encouraging for other female artists to see someone like me, you know, push through some of that. And yes, I did cry a whole lot because yeah. I just like was grieving. This is really sad. And I maybe we're going too well, deep for this, but I think no. some female artists need to hear this. I was grieving the fact that I was a woman. Mm -hmm. I was like, I just, I had a day where I just let myself wallow and grieve and just be mad at society for a hot minute. And then the next day I'm like, I'm just, I'm going to move on and I'm going to like pull myself up and realize like society doesn't make me who I am. Heather Evans makes me who I am. You know what I mean? Like I can't let everybody else's voices determine who I'm going to yeah. be. That's going to be really miserable. You know what I mean? Well, first off, um, and I mean this in the nicest way, but fuck that guy. That's the first <laughs> thing. It's just like, because you be nice about you're it, for real. so, you are beyond talented and gifted, but also too encouraging. And the idea of someone that is kind of like that collector that uses that platform, not to get, you know, oh, let me support, but just he uses a way to bait and pull people in. Yeah. And it's just like, he doesn't give a shit about that. It's just like, that's awful. But really awful. something that was really that you had a decision and you chose, like, as you said, you did one day where you just kind of like, just let me You have to grieve it. it. You have to recognize it, grieve it, or else you're just going to push it down. And it's going to come out in other ways. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. 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 That's that it does come out for some people when they snap or when they do it. And you're like, whoa, what the, I didn't even, what's because wrong? Because I know so many amazing, you know, like I could get all angry at men and blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. No, that's because that's not true. Like there's amazing men in my life. Like yeah. you, I mean, I could list a whole army of amazing, like respectful yeah. men in my corner. So I'm not going to let that one voice like be a everybody situation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I also know like society, some things do need to change. Yeah. You know, and holding some accountability there for how we view women and um calling that out but also realizing man we've got some great allies too but the fact that you the said to like the next day that i just went back into like you know after i agree i was like all right here we go let's do this shit and mike i let it take me out for a hot second yeah check this out though i got a brief or no a couple briefs yeah. for something and I had the right song for the moment. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And then I got my check from the Netflix, you know, oh, placement that, that I got. More, yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so literally there was my finish line, right? It was right there. Yeah. My finish line was there. And I could have let that situation take me out and just like crumble under the weight of society and blah, 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 blah. Why I can't do music or whatever yeah do you or feel like you're, you're good i at, could keep going yeah. you know and get to these really cool moments and you would miss out on it like i'd miss out on that if i quit i guess then for someone listening it's like that is on the verge of quitting or just like as you said 
I don't know what is it like Thomas Edison. It took like ten thousand, ten thousand, like until he got the light bulb. He had to do like different filaments, different things, and different combinations. And it's like how the world would be different if he stopped at like nine thousand nine hundred and ninety five. And it's just like, ah, shit, never mind. Let's just use candles still. Let's just keep this going. Could have, could have given up, but thank goodness he didn't. Oh, why do you think some give up? And it just in general of just like, I'm going to stop doing this thing and I'm going to go back to this thing, even though it feels a little secure and it's not my favorite thing. And I don't, I'm not really happy with it. Is oh it gosh, being Mike. comfortable? Of it? Is it staying just in that realm of what you know? Like, even if it's the thing you don't like, it's at least comfort. you still know it. it. Yeah. I think it's a comfort thing. It's yeah, like, yeah. if I put myself out there, especially with music because it's a very vulnerable thing. Yeah. If I put myself out there and I'm rejected, then I'm not good enough. Right? Like yeah. you're basically saying people think I'm not good enough. I must not be good enough. And I think it's the fear of failure that keeps people holds mm -hmm. people back. And then also it is just easier to go get a nine to five job. But is that, what is going to give light to the world like Thomas Edison, you know, <laughs> is that what's going to benefit the world? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, we could all do our desk jobs and, you know, that's great. I look up to people because we wouldn't have like industries and yeah, things like yeah. that. Like do what you're passionate about and that's what's going to make an impact in the world. Um, and you feel like this is the separation for grit. People, they're passionate about the thing. Because then what we're doing, too, is we're taking the thing that we're passionate about and then we're looking for ways to monetize that yep. into a job. And for some people, that seems I'm going to make like it a, work. Yeah, that, that that's a you know, for some people that have grit, they go like, I'm going to find a way and I'm going to I find like people with grit are more accepting of failure kind of like and they're more they actually welcome it because then through the failure, there's some sort of. Character okay, there, there's I can find some also like some kink in the system in the process that I can fix because the failure is alerted me to something that like it's kind of like when your car, you know, something in your light comes in your car dashboard, even if you don't know having that light there at least alerts you to like, oh, tire pressure is low. Oh, uh, there's something, you know, you're and, aware. Yeah, you're aware of it. And then so you can fix it yeah. um, as opposed to those that are like that don't have grit that like, oh no, they tend to run instead of running to it, the fear, I guess, or that unknown, they, they run, run away. away from it. It's like a fight or flight situation yeah. and that. And um, also I'm very solution oriented. So when I see a problem, I am immediately looking for a solution. Uh, so yeah. A lot of times when people see a problem and I find this in different jobs that I've been in, mm -hmm. when people see a problem, instead of looking for a solution, they just complain about it and they don't do anything about it. Where I'm like, oh, there's a blaring problem here. We've got yeah. to fix this. But, and it's, it's usually the people who are solution oriented that end up finding a way, you know what I mean? So we have to be solution oriented when we're going after music. Yes. I know that it feels like for me personally in the road that I've been going down with going after getting my songs on TV shows and things like that, it seems impossible. And my friends judge me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> 
at the beginning, they're like, go for it, Heather. Good luck with that. But was it kind I, of like backhand, backhanded comments of like, oh, absolutely. They didn't believe, you know, like yeah. they didn't believe. I'm going to be real. But I saw the problem and I was like, okay, I know I want to get into this. So I need to figure out a solution of how I'm going to get there. And I literally did. I built like a stair step of reaching my goal. And it's beyond what I could have ever asked or imagined. I'm like, dang. Crazy. And maybe this is me, but do you find like then your peer group changes as like the people yeah. mm -hmm. that you realize sometimes, and, and it's not a bad thing. It's not, and people may take this as like, oh, is this condescending? It's not, it's, you want to be around people that are equally as, like, I enjoy being around someone that's driven, even if it's not music related, but it's purely just like. They're really passionate about this thing. Like, Yeah. I don't care. Like, you know, they're passionate about like, you know, they own a cafe, they own a coffee shop and they're really geeking out about yeah. like, and they just like, they're always looking for the next thing to improve on and grow because it's like that sort of energy is just like, there's this feel where someone who's like, I'm okay with things are, and I'm not looking for it to get any better because that's how life is. I really feel drained around someone. I get very can. drained around that type of personality. Yeah. So and you want to be yeah. that person who sparks a light in other people. Like I want to be that. I feel like you're very much like that, Mike. You spark a light when people are around you. You are encouraging them. I know my voice goes up better. and my energy gets, I tend to talk really fast. I'm like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And it's just crazy. It's, just, it's because it's just like, you're trying to get, I'm just as excited about this thing. And I want you to be excited about it. And it, and it's, you know, sometimes we're, if we're not around those that are really excited about literally their, their profession, but they talk about it like, oh, it's a daily, it's the treasury. It's the thing. And even, <laughs> You know, when you were in, you know, various jobs too, do you, did you feel like you still had that energy because you were like, you kind of had a plan of like, even though people were like, oh no, it's, it's like, oh, this will work and I'll be able to shed this thing. Like, mm -hmm. I won't, this won't have to be the thing that I do. Like, yes. I can actually, I'll be able to, and they're going to be like, oh, wow. Like, I had an escape plan, honestly. Like, I was yeah. planning ahead. I was educating myself, getting ready for the moment that I could take off into what I felt like I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And um, when I did it, then people were like, oh, I get it now. So it might take people a while to get on board with what you're doing, but you have to do what you feel like you're supposed to do and not let society or your mom or, you know, whatever tell you any different literally mike so i just met somebody who they went to berkeley college of music their plan was to do music this was like years ago back in the yeah. 70s or something super yeah. cool musician okay went to berkeley college of music graduated was in a really cool band and yeah. then um ended up getting married and having kids and the band didn't quite take off and went a different direction with her life and she ended up getting like a steady job and um, has been with that job for 25 years. I think she's in her 60s now. And I got a brief for a really cool, uh, what's it called? Like 
they needed an authentic 80s band and that was hers yeah it's like it needed to be and i heard it yeah. i heard it and i was like oh my gosh i know exactly who to contact for this yeah. and it was her song and you don't even understand how excited she got when i like messaged her and was like they love your songs you know let's talk let's let's have a conversation about getting your songs ready for the show and she was like oh my gosh you have no idea i've wanted to do this since i was young and the fact that it's just now happening is such a dream you know and yeah. so something that we have to remember too is like it's never too late i think a lot of people think well i'm 60 it's too late for me it's not like as we could see with kate bush or you know yeah. whoever it's never too late to like go after what you're passionate about and it's okay if like you took a detour and life took you a different way and maybe at the end of your life like you're coming back to what you feel like you're passionate about doing go for it if you're just learning guitar and you always wanted to learn guitar go for it if you're learning to record on your own go for it it's never um, too late yeah. and you never know what crazy curveballs life is going to throw at you and be ready to meet the moment are you ready to meet that moment and i meet and I so many artists who maybe they're not let's You're get ready that you know curveball. i love that idea of the curveball because like for someone you said curveball but someone would that would be like oh that's disappointment oh that's a change that's like a really like how do you deal with disappointment is redefining disappointment as mm. not disappoint it's just like all these things that we're talking about because if somebody's like well i thought this was supposed to be about me dealing with my disappointment and it's like oh it's it's actually about like what do you feel with your disappointment yeah what are you going to do with it and how do you view it do you view it as an asset or do you view it as something that is detrimental that's hurt you and you just can't recover uh -huh. from it and what you're all those things that you're saying that whether it's you or you know we've gone through because yeah it was bands they didn't work out it's like or when they and didn't like, work out the first time we were like well let's figure it out like is it nothing amazing or spectacular happens like on the first try it's you know, like such a boring story years to, yeah and you have to be okay with that yeah and the problem is people are okay with like the results they want to get but they're not okay with the waiting and kind of like that period of time of just like uncertainty, the uneasiness. Yeah. And they think it's bad because maybe we're trained to think it's bad. I don't know. Maybe, you know what? I think it's school sometimes. School kind of messed us up where we we so get in a room and then a teacher asks a question. If we give the wrong answer, we're scolded. Uh, mm -hmm. The person that's given the right answer is praised and we give them all, you know, pats on the back. The one with the highest grade point average gets to be a valedictorian. But I don't know about you. Yep. Most of the people that end up being that never really do anything because purely things come really easy that there's no necessarily hurdle or struggle yep. or things they've got to work on or something like they have to like chase after where the ones that don't get the right question. Like I'm realizing this now, like, oh, okay. So you get the wrong thing. That's not a bad thing. Well, why'd you nope. get that? Again, it's just that evaluation of process. Mm -hmm. uh, so use your disappointment to really deconstruct like your whole to spur you forward. Yeah, and... just like to use it as a like a time to like re reflect, but also like retool and tweak. Something so I do on. 
too with your mindset is especially yeah. in music and especially in the music licensing industry it's like fishing you're throwing out a bunch of lines and yeah. looking for the one that's gonna bite not all of them are gonna bite but one of them will eventually if you're throwing out enough lines and you're putting out a, enough stuff something is eventually going to bite right and also like a lot of people quit at one knock on one unanswered door when really they're in a hallway with like endless doors you are yeah. in a hallway with endless doors keep knocking if this door doesn't open knock on another one if that door doesn't open knock on the red one because that's beautiful the yellow one could be a possibility but don't stop at one knock don't stop at one email keep sending the emails keep in front of people's faces you know what i mean because they think well i tried well what'd you do oh, i sent an email how many one, one? oh my gosh <laughs> she's like, no. she's like <laughs> oh well I, um, I i bought one class i bought one session and nothing happened it's like I bought, I've bought <laughs> so many classes. I've taken so yeah. many memory sessions. And I'll take even more. Me because too. It's, it can't. Because you know it's going to grow. Wow. Yeah. It's like it's not going to be just like one. It needs to be. And I guess that separates people that have that long-term thing of like, okay, things are worth That's okay. We just got to retool and we got to figure it out. We got to keep on going because the thing that you think is safe really isn't Look safe. Like solution. even though people yeah. think like, oh, I've got a job that's, you know, this, it's like, yeah, what you have is a temporary paycheck that somebody else pays for you. That could go away at any time. Yeah. So if you have to put like, what would happen? Well, I'd have to get a job if you got fired. Okay. Why not just use that same energy and just refocus into the thing that maybe feels a little uneasy maybe makes you feel a little uncomfortable, maybe is going to have disappointing moments, but you can build it if you, but you love it. it. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, it's interesting. So it's like our, our whole thing is like redefining disappointment is mm -hmm. yeah. Are there going to be disappointing moments? Absolutely. Are Absolutely. There be but it's all you, how you deal with it. That um, you're going to, Oh, the white rabbit. I love that. My white rabbit. Okay. I'm going to, I'll tell you this story because this is really cool. And it's a really yeah. real example in my life. I'm holding white rabbit for all the podcast listeners. This is my sign to keep going. The chase the white rabbit is my mantra that I use whenever, you know, I'm doing anything. Um, mm -hmm. Chase the white rabbit means to allow yourself and give yourself per permission to follow your creativity wherever it will lead. You know, just like Alice in Wonderland, um, mm -hmm. she chased the white rabbit down the rabbit hole and it led her somewhere super amazing. Um, but she had a choice not to follow it, right? And um, I think we all have a choice whether we follow that creativity or not. And I actually had this opportunity to co-write a song that was just released today, actually. It's called Lose Your Minds. And I co-wrote it with this really cool producer, Steve Vito. and mm -hmm. It's a very like ad, fun, poppy feel. And I decided to do that one because I knew it would like break me out of my comfort zone and yeah, do yeah, yeah. something different, right? And, but it wasn't like my comfort zone, I'm gonna be real. And, but it, it ended up being so much fun. It's very sassy and like swaggery yeah. and stuff. 
And I just felt like I was supposed to do it. I was like, okay, this is a chase the white rabbit moment. I don't need permission to do this. Like if I'm feeling like I want to do this, this is probably what I'm supposed to be doing. So I do the song. It turns out amazing. And I start pitching it out to music licensing companies. And one of my favorite music licensing companies that usually like accepts everything that I do didn't want that specific song. And I was like, what? I think this song is a jam. And they're like, well, we don't want it because we have a lot of songs like this in our catalog already, which happens yeah. a lot of the times. But for whatever reason, I don't know why it like bugged me so much. I was just like, ah, these are wrong. No. It's just like you accept all my stuff, but this one you're just like, you're wrong. No. Yeah, no. But so I was like a little discouraged by that, right? Yeah. And I was just like, oh. but and it put like a little seed in the back of my head, like, man, am I just not like, am I missing the mark or whatever? I don't know. Yeah. And um, but every other company was picking it up and it was fine. And literally within the last like two or three weeks, I keep getting briefs from music supervisor asking for swaggery empowering songs just like that song and i was able to submit it for like three different briefs and i you know am releasing the song uh today and yeah. i do like a post about the song and wouldn't you know it that very licensing company that turned me down asked if they had that song in their catalog so they want the song after all <laughs> after i like questioned myself and i did all this like digging deep but i am so glad that i chased the white rabbit and i went after my gut because i may have missed out on those briefs i love because i didn't you know follow what i felt like i was supposed to do sometimes we listen to every other voice except our own voice and we forget you know at the end of the day, we have to be true to ourselves and true to our own creative voice. I love that they just were like, hey, do we have that in the catalog? Can we add that? I'm like, have I'm you gonna tell you. You're like, what I the hell? So it's just like, but that goes to show too. Like, they're my buddies, so like I don't take it personally. But, but like if I did a little okay, people, yes, I do. <laughs> some people kind of sit in that that would sit really long in that like, but and they would be like, I, I'm a one, musician. Oh, this is awful. None. But like, then suddenly that moment where I come back around, hey, could we put that? Oh, then is all that time of that just like that groveling mm -hmm. worth it? it yeah, it's no. just like, no. It's Another just, person will oh. want it. That's what I'm saying. Like, go knock on some other doors because, yeah, maybe it's not right for that catalog, but it was right for like eight yeah. others. Do you know what uh, I mean? I love that. Isn't that but a great I think story? Just, that was like a defeat is, yeah. moment, but I didn't let it stop me. And I actually, and I kept following that creative voice. And I'm so glad that I did because it led me to such a cool place, you know? That's amazing. And also too, I think this is just a great way for people to realize, like, redefine disappointment. Mm -hmm. It's really up to it's you. It's not the end of the you, world, man. Nope. And uh, Let us that's you what's going to separate you from someone who eventually does just kind of like pack it in. And, you know, and I think a lot of this thing. So how do we deal with disappointment is, yeah, the re redefining of it, but also allowing yourself to evolve, to grow, to learn from it, develop your skills, but keep going. Because like what you talked about right there is like you didn't allow it to sit, but you allowed yourself to keep on going 
keep on pitching. You're still growing. You're expanding your skills. That uh, that's been the constant story of you allowing yourself to get to the point where, yeah, when that check comes in from Netflix and you're like, sup Netflix, thank you. Let me just cash this. Um, oh, I, I love this. So we're going to do more of these, but I think this was a good conversation on disappointment. So thanks for talking about disappointing things with me, Heather. I I'm appreciate sorry. It. I'm just kidding. No, I loved it. I love every yeah. second because I feel you're very similar in your approach. Um, so I think having like-minded individuals in your corner is very important when dealing with disappointing things as well. So mm. I love it. And we'll have many more discussions like this. Sounds good. Thanks, Mike, for having me as always. Thanks, Heather. And that does it for this episode. It was edited and produced by Chris Fafalius. I'm Mike Myers. Thanks for listening.